Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach and the queen of compassion-based selling. Because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy Show. Because this show is all about inspiration, not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, his zone of genius is his ability to be fully present, curious, and non-judgmental so that his clients feel seen, heard, and supported. So I am super excited to introduce David Creel. Now, David is a certified Ziegler Master Coach, and he helps people create extraordinary and authentic lives by turning the impossible into the possible. Well, welcome, David. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Uh, thanks, Wendy. Thanks for uh, this opportunity, and I look forward to uh, see where we're going to go today. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I always love talking about barriers, right. And getting through and, you know, most of them are inner barriers, right. And so I just love how you're helping people move through these so that they can realize those huge life and professional dreams. So I can't wait to hear more about this and, and the work you're now doing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's what I like to say is, uh, you know, you hit, you hit something there that's, you know, really key, the mental barriers, you know, it's been said that, you know, the most valuable piece of real estate on the, on earth is the six inches between our ears. Right. Yep. And, you know, we're free to be whoever we want to be until our thinking stops us. Uh, but only always. <laughs> so, <laughs> but only uh, always. Yeah. Yeah. But only always. So, you know, if you think about it, Everything that you currently see began in the mind of a single individual. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, the, one of the stories I like to say is, you know, like Walt Disney world in Florida, the uh, Walt Disney had the vision for to create Walt Disney world. And he passed away before um, it was, um, opened and at the funeral for Walt Walt Disney, Mrs. Walt Disney, his wife was asked, aren't you, you know, sad that Walt couldn't see the finished product of Walt Disney world. And Mrs. Walt Disney said, what are you talking about? Of course he saw it or it <laughs> wouldn't be here. Right. Yeah, that's powerful. That is powerful. Yeah, that is true because we have to see it in our mind's eye first. So, and that's then starts the whole creation. Yeah, I love it. Well, so David, always top of my question for me is 
Yeah. What was the inspiration or the tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? Well, so with everything, well, most everything, there's a story. So (laughs) um, back late in 2019, I had an email from Tom Ziegler, uh, not that he emailed me directly. I was on his mailing list. Uh, Tom Ziegler is Zig Ziegler's son Mm -hmm. uh, who runs the Ziegler Corporation now. And I had an email and I read the email. I I didn't read it. I just, you know, with a lot of emails you get, I just deleted it immediately. (laughs) And I got... You know how you get those um, those gut feelings like, hey, you should go back and read that or do whatever? Yeah. That's yeah. E- that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So okay. I dug okay. it out of the trash can, put <laughs> it in, found your put deleted it in folder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Moved it from deleted to back in the inbox so I could look at what it said. And he was doing a webinar. And I was like, okay, I've got time. I can do it this day. And so I signed up and he was introducing the Ziegler uh, coaching program. Hmm. And on that webinar, I started this, I started in the self-development field kind of on myself back in 2008. I made a conscious effort to start reading uh, books and at that time I was a lab tech and I had been searching for what, what am I put here to do? And on that webinar, 10 minutes in, I knew that I had found my calling in life. Wow. Uh, Wow. I knew without any, (laughs) yes, it, it is. And, um, it's, I knew without, without any shadow of a doubt, that's what I was put here to do. I, I believe that in this quotation from Les Brown, he said, a job is what you're paid for and a calling is what you're made for. Nice. And uh, after that, I was I was in class two of the Choose to Win Ziegler program because before class one, it didn't exist. And yeah, I'm 100% convinced every single day that that's what I was put here to do. That's fantastic. I love that. You know, it just was that that little voice that said, "No, David, uh, you need that email." Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Automatically, ah, uh, not interested, not interested, not interested. But then you heeded that little voice, and obviously, it changed your entire life. So, yeah, I love that. So, late twenty nineteen, I think, is when you said you got that email. So, uh, so is how soon after that did you did you start your coaching practice? I signed up on the call. I signed up to kind of not be interviewed, but just see if I was a good fit for the Ziegler organization. And I started, I think, in January or February of 20. Okay. All right. Now, has your business mission or vision evolved over the last few years here that you've been coaching? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, um, it changes not daily, but sometimes you can't get some play. Sometimes you have, you've got to go inside 
inside yourself and kind of do the work on yourself. And yeah, my, my, my visions changed. I mean, not, it's not a daily deal, but I bet you off the top of my head, at least six times, six or seven, where I just make slight pivots. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, that's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense is the further you go, the further you see. And so the more you get aligned with the work that you're doing. So it, it is an evolution. Definitely. Well, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way in, in building your business? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, in this profession, you're not going to get everyone, nor should you try. Mm-hmm. And sometimes w- one of the things could be there comes a point where the potential client, they've got to want it for themselves. Sure. Right. And I can't want it more for them than they want it for them. Mm-hmm. If that, you know, if that makes sense. Oh, of uh, course. yeah. So uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, this isn't like buying a, a, a car or something that you can, you know, present the features and, and uh, try to talk them into, you know, this is their life. This is something that they have to be aligned with. So yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And it was just the part of the challenge was just being okay with that. Mm, right. You know, like, Caring so much that I don't care. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for whatever reason, it's just not the right time or they lack belief or whatever, but it they've got to get to the point where like they've hit, they've hit, they've hit, a, they've hit a hit themselves against the wall so many times where they're like, okay, this is really it. And I'm going to make this change happen come hell or high water, or I'm going to die on the hill trying. Yeah. It's those, those moments when, you know, the catalyst, it's something that happens that creates that aha, you know, that realization that either they're made for more meant for more, or that what they're doing isn't, isn't serving them. So everybody has to come to that realization and then uh, they're open. Yeah, which actually this all sounds like a part of the sales component, you know, the client enrollment part, which obviously you're an expert at helping people achieve those big life and professional goals. But, you know, as you've indicated, the the sales component of building a business is, you know, might be perceived as a very different skill set. So is this um, an area that, you know, challenges or frustrates you or it sounds like you've kind of come to a realization that people are either ready or they're not, but are there any specific areas of the sales process that um, present any challenges or frustrations for you? Yeah, the, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, um, I try to, ask great questions and then I try my very very best to keep my mouth shut and let them answer 
because when you've been doing this for a while, almost certainly it's a mental thing with whoever you're talking to. They, they just can't, they have blocks and the frustration is you can see what, what they need to get past whatever they're dealing with, but it's almost like you have to slow down and let them see it for themselves mm-hmm. instead of telling, as I don't tell anyone, I just ask and let them come up with their own answers. Right. Yeah. It's, if but they are I, ready for that um, level of information, then it just becomes kind of an interesting conversation versus empowering. Correct. And I like the, like you said, it's not, I can't physically hold something up. Like, you know, you're going to go buy a piece of art or a car or a watch or a new pen or whatever. I, that's hard to do with coaching because it's intangible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's like on the golf course. If you're coaching somebody on the golf course, you get instant feedback, whether it worked or it didn't work because they're going right. to hit the ball. Yeah. The ball either goes where it's supposed to or it doesn't. So you can tweak things. Correct. But with coaching, it's not really like that because it may take a week. It may take now. Sometimes it's instant, but instead of selling, I like the word service instead Mm -hmm. where I'm, I'm not here to sell you on anything. I'm here to serve you and see if there's an area I can help. And then obviously, I mean, the, the, the best form of service is where we have a paid relationship over time because then it's, it's a progression where it's like, Oh, I remember that. Okay. You know, so I would guess the, the frustration is just the biting your tongue and letting them speak versus telling, you know, what the, what, what the, what you think the solution is because, you know, newsflash, uh, I could be wrong and I'm frequently am. So it's not like I have all the answers. Well, yeah. And that's a very interesting perspective to take in terms of, you know, asking those powerful questions during the, the enrollment process, because that allows your potential clients to really connect with their, their own feelings and, and uh, limitations and, and really brings them into the present. And so that is really a, an effective way to um, actually, I, I phrase it as supporting potential clients because serving is what you do after you have that commitment of their uh, you know, time and energy and, and they're open you know, ready to receive your coaching, that's serving. That's where you step into serving. Uh, Supporting is supporting their decision-making process so that they, they realize the value and they're, they are connected with what's at stake. And they know that the time is now because you've supported them to realize what's been the downside of putting their dreams on hold or continuing with the mindset of, you know, any limitations. And so it's just really a, it, it is a powerful, powerful conversation to have. And it is a matter of supporting people through 
through those barriers that are the actual culprits that are keeping them stuck because it is transformational selling uh, versus transactional. Transactional is the item. Transformational is you are supporting somebody to step into a new, a new version of themselves, which there, there's a lot of resistance at the end of the day, a lot of fear comes up. So, so yeah, it's very powerful and I love your approach. So, and I'm, I'm curious, David, you know, in terms of, uh, kind of a, a catalyst, like we talked about a little bit ago, uh, the pandemic in my mind was a real catalyst for people to have that wake up call, that moment when it's like, wait a second, what I've been doing is just really not bringing me that much fulfillment or maybe they were furloughed or, you know, everybody has to be working remotely and they're liking that or, you know, just it, it became a catalyst for so many people in so many different ways. So can you speak to the impact of the pandemic on the work that you do? Yeah, well, I I mean, you you pretty much hit it. You know, some people, a lot of people, you know, if they were now working from home or whatever, they might have realized one of two things. One, I really don't like what I'm doing, but it's okay and I can tolerate it, but I really, really like working from home. Right. Where, you know, because – Back in Zoom was Zoom was here before, you know, 2020 hit, but it was still kind of relatively new. Yep. And now they found out that, you know, a lot of companies found out, oh, we can get the same output or better output and not have the, the rental space or the office space or, you know, uh, insurance for the building. And I think it just accelerated people's uh, attitudes towards thing. It just it just poured gas on a fire. And now, I mean, you know, I'm sure, and you know, especially your line of work too. I mean, you might have you might have ten Zoom meetings in a in a week. Mm-hmm. You know, but you don't have to get up get dressed, go in your car, drive to the office, fight traffic, maybe get in a wreck, maybe get a ticket, maybe not. You just, as long as you have internet, then you can have your meetings, you know? And I think it's, some people will realize that, you know, maybe they weren't as important to the organization as they thought they were. You know, if they were, you know, quote, non-essential or something like that. And, I think it's, I think it's accelerated a the sales because people made like on your end on the on the sales part, people may have had to switch their tactics to, I'm really good at meeting someone one on one to now I need to get really good at connecting with people on Zoom and, you know, connecting and getting a sale on Zoom because I'm sure as you're aware and your audience is aware you know, in business, nothing happens until a sale is made. Mm-hmm. And until a sale is made, you know, you're, you might be busy, or you might have a hobby or whatever, but, and, and it's funny about sales. The hardest sale is the first one because 
you you say you believe, but you don't really believe, and no one's really committed till money exchanges hands. Yeah, the the commitment is everything. Definitely, it starts the whole process going. So, and that's you know you've brought in some really interesting perspectives on the impact of the pandemic and how it's really shifted people's perceptions around how to do business and and that kind of thing. So I, you know, I, I'm curious here, David, how do you work with people who want to, you know, step into a higher version of themselves and create that life that they never thought would be possible. Can you share uh, just a few specific details about your philosophy or your approach? I know that you are certified with the Ziegler system and an approach, but I'm just curious to hear, you know, more about your specific approach in terms of how you support people. Yeah. Um, well, I, I heard a wise man tell me one time, um, nothing, nothing powerful happens outside of a conversation. So what it would look like is, you know, someone I don't know or someone I know, I get curious and I ask interested versus interesting questions. Mm-hmm. And the difference very briefly is an interested question generally starts with who, what, how, and it's their, your focus is on them. An interesting question is normally starts with I, I think this, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And it, we have a conversation. I've had numerous conversations with people that never paid me a a dollar. And I'm okay with that, you know, so it's, we jump on a, a, ideally zoom or we have a phone call and I just ask some very basic questions that kind of stimulate your thinking, get you, get you thinking. And then we see, you know, if I think of it, you know, generally the first talk is say 20 or 30 minutes, maybe 35, 40. And if some people are after that call, they're done. They don't need any more help. And, you know, Hey, I made a new friend and we, we go on about our day. Um, the other ways is if maybe I give homework or I give them a, a cinnamon audio program or something like that, where, uh, or a copy of my book, uh, that way they can maybe get clear on what they really want. Because if you don't know, like what I like to the, what I like to use is I call it the extraordinary life GPS. A GPS, no matter if you spent ten dollars on one or you spent ten billion dollars on one, it only needs two things to work. Number one, where are you currently? And number two, where do you want to go? Right. Yep. Those are definitely the most important things. (laughs) Otherwise you're lost. Right. Exactly. I mean, if you don't know, if you're in LA and you want to go to Dallas, but you think you're actually in Phoenix or (laughs) you're in Orlando, that's going to probably change how you get there, you know? Yep. It'll be difficult. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you're in LA and you want to go to Dallas, you could go west 
but it's going to take you a whole lot longer than going east. Right. <laughs> and then if you don't know where you want to go, I mean, imagine going into whatever airport that you're of the town or city you live in and you go up to the airplane counter and you say, I want a ticket. And they say, where do you want to go? And you say, I don't care. Just give me a ticket somewhere. But they're not going to sell you a ticket because right. you don't know where you want to go. Yep, absolutely. So it just comes out through conversations where, again, by asking interested questions, not interesting questions, and seeing, oh, maybe getting to, you know, let's dream a little bit. Let's, you know, we're making this stuff up. What would you like your life to like look like in the next, say, three years? And it, it's sad, but if you ask, I guarantee you, in the city you live in, if you walk down the street and you asked a hundred people, what do you want or what would you like your life to look like in three years? They wouldn't, they wouldn't allow themselves to even go there and we're just making it up. Yeah. Those are powerful questions for a lot of people that have not taken the time to really think about the impact that they have on their own destiny and, and the decisions that they can be making uh, that will change the course of direction and also what they can achieve. So yeah, those are powerful. I love the fact that you're asking interested questions that are really thought stimulators and allow people to access, you know, things that they hadn't even considered. And that really creates that, that forward motion and uh, the, the momentum and allows you to provide that, that support then for them to achieve those, those goals. So yeah, I love that. Well, David, how can listeners learn more about this great work you're doing and um, maybe connect with you? Uh, yeah, it's at, my website is davidcreel.com, D-A-V-I-D-C-R-E-E-L.com. On there, it's got phone number, email, videos, free resources, and if you want to have a conversation or this has piqued your interest or you think I'm nuts and you just want to have, you know, air me out or whatever, I don't really care. It's fine. Um, and if you want to have a conversation, then reach out to me and okay. we'll talk. Perfect. Yeah. So that's davidcreel.com, C-R-E-E-L. Look in the show notes for the hyperlink to his website. And so it sounds like you've created some very uh, profound resources or you have some available on your website as well as a link to schedule that, that conversation. Sounds like a very empowering conversation that you're able to have with people. Uh, yeah. I mean, it on, on the website, I know I've got like the wheel of life assessment. That's kind of like the, where you are currently okay. uh, that that's on there. I have a podcast where they could listen to that, where the podcast is a little unique, where it's not an interview format. It's where I'm coaching someone live on the podcast and they could act like I'm there in the person I'm talking to shoes. And I'm actually asking them the questions where they could get their own, their own insights. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, I have, um, an email a weekly email, a short weekly email that goes out on Tuesdays that, you know, um, I say, I say, we'll leave you encouraged and possibly challenged. 
Okay. <laughs> I like that. Encouraged and possibly challenged. <laughs> challenged in a good way, right? Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Not, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Challenge to grow, challenge to grow, not challenge challenge to grow. Like, like this. I'm dreading this. Right. Right. Okay. Very good. Well, David, you have already shared a lot of just great information that is, has gotten lots of creativity going here in our conversation. But if I could tap on you one last time, um, in looking at your own experience in, in building your business, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their abilities to succeed? This is a, I love this question. This is a great question. What I would, what I would challenge anyone who's, you know, whether you've been in business for yourself for 40 years or you're four days in or you're four minutes in, you know, the, the great thing about America is, as Jim Rohn calls it, this is a land of as much as you want, as much as you wish. Hmm. And we live in the greatest country that's ever been on the face of the planet. And you can start in the next 12 seconds, you can decide to start a business. And whenever the time comes when, you know, I heard Les Brown say one time, when things are great, you put it in your pocket. And when things are not great, you put it in your heart. <laughs> so yeah. my, my encouragement to be would be whenever the down times come and you start having doubt, like you said, can I really do this? Should I have done whatever before I made the leap or whatever the case may be, wherever you are right now, you're there for a reason. And what I would, what I would challenge and encourage the, the people that are, you know, struggling because we all can't live on the mountaintop. There can't be a, there can't be a mountain without a valley and there's ups and downs. So my, uh, let me see. Um, six words I would say to encourage anyone, regardless of how long they've been in business, whenever the down times come uh, or their negative thoughts start spiraling out of control is six words. Don't quit for one more day. Mm. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. Those are powerful words and definitely it just comes down to put one foot in front of the next and no matter how small of a step that is, take that step. Yeah, well, okay. So then you bring up another point, okay? So whenever we get overwhelmed and we have too much stuff to do, I would I would continually ask yourself this question. What's the smallest possible step I can do right now? Mm -hmm. Because... Let's say you want to, you say, I'm going to read uh, a chapter in this book. Okay. Well, that's not the smallest possible step because then overwhelm could get in. Right. Yeah. The smallest possible step. Is, yeah. Well, the smallest possible step is go find the book. Right. 
and open the page to whatever page you're on and read one word at a time because then it's impossible to get overwhelmed because anybody can go find the book, go find a place to sit down. If you get a pen or whatever to mark up the book, I don't know if you're like me. Whenever I write a book, it looks like an NFL playbook. I mean, there's <laughs> there's arrows and there's stars and all kinds of stuff. But if you always come down to what's the next most smallest possible step that I can take right now, then you can kick overwhelm goodbye forever because you can always take the next smallest possible step. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, that definitely is empowering because it's just looking at things with too, too big of a lens versus the, the next easy step. Yeah. That's, that is really powerful and very inspirational. So you've, you have a lot of inspirational statements and thoughts that you've, you've been sharing. It's just been great. I have really, really enjoyed our conversation. It's been so great hearing about your journey from your early work as a lab tech and realizing, well, you know, I, this really isn't doing it for me. Obviously you're making a difference, but feeling a little bit unfulfilled, it sounds like, and, uh, you know, autopilot, deleting an email and then listening though, listening intently to that own, your own little voice that was <laughs> prompting you, David, you, you need to read that email and pulling it out of the delete folder. Thank goodness for that, right? That we have those delete folders to go back to. And attending that Ziegler webinar on how to be how to be a coach. And within, what did you say, 10 minutes? The first 10 minutes, so this is it. This is for me. It just spoke to you. And it, and it really aligned with so many of the you know, zones of genius that you have and, and the vision that you were carrying uh, for yourself and just took off. And to this impactful work you're now doing as a Ziegler certified, I should say certified Ziegler master coach, um, helping people create those extraordinary and authentic lives by turning the impossible to the possible. So I really enjoyed our conversation. I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Yeah, it, it, this, I, I don't know how long we've been talking, but the time has absolutely flown by and I, I've, I've loved every second of it. I, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, uh, talk to you and, uh, you know, hopefully help your audience a little bit. Oh, definitely. Oh, like I said, I've, I've taken a whole, whole page of notes here in terms of all the wonderful information and inspiration you've shared. So, and again, for our listeners, you can reach David Creel through his website, and that's davidcreel.com. Look for the hyperlink in the show notes and be sure to check out the resources and videos that he has, as well as subscribe to that uh, weekly email series that he uh, carefully and intently creates and sends out for, um, it sounds like great inspiration and positive challenge. <laughs> so, and for all our listeners, remember when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, 
this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with David Creel. And as always, here's to your success.